Thank you for tuning in to Easy Tarot Lessons. We teach you how to give awesome readings. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the easiest way to learn the tarot ever podcast. Uh, this is an Easy Tarot Lessons podcast with Becky. Hey Becky, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you, Dusty. We are always happy to have you here. So last week we talked about pages, and uh, I think that went pretty well. I got a lot of compliments on that. People have been uh, saying that they, they, they were able to make a breakthrough. So I thank you very much for bringing that up. Um, I'm hoping people are enjoying those two episodes. I, I'm sorry, two new exercises. If you didn't get to hear last week's podcast, please go back. Um, get it we have two brand new exercises you're just not going to find anywhere because we uh kind of invented them on the spot mm. so what are we going over today right well i was hoping because following on from last week obviously i kind of um asked if we could go over the pages because i have a major sticking point with the court cards in general um last week helped massively i had so many light bulb moments where um partly like we said i realized that to a degree i'm interpreting the court cards in particular through the perspective of being British and with the monarchy and everything else, but that was last week. And I was wondering now, having done the pages, if we could kind of jump to the top of the court cards and have a look at the kings, because although I'm more comfortable with the kings than I was with the pages, I'm comfortable with the kings in the traditional sense. But if you, if a king came up in a reading, um, in a card position, say, representing a circumstance or an event or something, I get brain freeze and I start stalling. And I've said it a lot. I then start reading intellectually, not intuitively. And I'm hoping you can kind of give me a King mini masterclass, please. I think that sounds great. I think that sounds like something I wish I would have thought of a year or two ago. Cause, um, we did a couple of episodes a long time ago on court cards and and then people keep going but i need more information on court cards and i thought well, this is right in the episodes um and obviously i was wrong so yeah let's let's just spend some time looking at the king so everybody uh please take notes okay first off um uh, let's get the 800 pound gorilla in the room out of the way first off in any situation just a king comes up, it's in the middle of a spread, we have to face the traditional meaning, or the so-called traditional meanings. Um, okay, so we've got adult male, uh, maybe like 30 years older. What else? What are some of the common things you think of when, when like a king comes up? Or what have, what have you read in the various tarot books? Oh, um, I, the usual adult male over the age of 30 very old tarot books used to say to you he's going to look like x y y or z but provided you're in 20 percent of the world's population then that works with these cards but it doesn't for the other 80 percent of the world because um you know they're only sort of drawn well yeah it was, it was very european uh, yes well not even european it was very anglo-saxon it was it yes was like well of course everybody in the world is either scandinavian or germanic like, yeah. really Okay, and then the rest of the world is white. Well, they don't exist. Like, 
Okay. So yeah, the problem with the old tarot books is they kind of flawed that way. Um, and then there's a authority figure. Okay. Well, yes. Uh, why? But why is it authority figure? Well, it says king. Well, what if it said plumber? I mean, it's if these are the only four cards that are absolutely bona fide, certified, dedicated that these represent adult males. Does that mean that every adult male is by nature than a king? It just doesn't make sense. I mean, it's like saying the queen is the authority figure. So, okay, fine. So eight cards indicate authority figures. Well, what about Trump's? You know, they could indicate authority figures. And then, therefore, now we have to have other action cards, you know, the pip cards, or what I call like the, the face the numbered cards, numbered suits, basically, ace through ten, they have to now pull double duty and also represent someone rather than, uh, you know, and then the kings and queens are just specifically authority figures. So it makes it a real mess. Um, and, of course, yeah, by the color of their hair. Uh, what else? Um, oh, uh, element. So if we're trying to figure out what a king entails. So let's let's throw that all out. Let's just get into the good stuff. So the enlightened way, I like to think, of looking mm. at kings. If you're looking at it as an adult male, certainly we have the different personality types based based on their poise, what they're doing in the card while they're all sitting. Um, so we got to look at subtle clues, like what they look like. The king of wands is leaning forward like he's ready to fight. The... the uh, King of Swords is just kind of deadpan, kind of Buster Keaton. Not that anybody remembers who he is. Um, but it's just famous for being very stone-faced. Um, oh, very British. We are not mm. amused. We are here to conduct the business of the business of the business. And, <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> um, uh, and then, you know, the uh, who is it? The King of Cups. He's like, <laughs> he's always ready with a pint. Um but I like to look at it from an elemental point of view since people have invested so much energy putting elements into the card. Well, we got the fire element, so somebody's passionate if they're the king of wands or somebody's uh, intellectual or dry if they're uh, like a dry martini, it, um, the king of swords, uh, and, and so on, you know, emotional king of uh, um, cups and smug bastard um, or, or patient, you know, depending. If you want mm. earthy, camp. Um, so we can look at the kings and say what kind of personality types they have. And we can, and again, intuitively, uh, this is where intuition will guide us. Which way should we go? Should we go elementally or should we go um, literally off the face of the card? What, what impression are we getting? Um, but I think your question was, what, what about real life? Yes. Okay, so let's assume for the rest of this conversation that a king shows up in your multi-card spread and it doesn't mean somebody's dad or the bank president. As a matter of fact, it doesn't mean a human at all. It doesn't mean specifically an adult male. Um, well, it can show a personality type. Uh, let's talk about the Celtic Cross because... Everybody should know that's right. In card position seven, this is what you fear or what you're hesitating on, what you, your, your negative associations. This is, you know, really.
really deep, deep uh, advanced stuff. And then the, uh, the positive associations in carbon position nine. The basics are what's what you want. But when we go more advanced, we get this is what you want. This is your positive associations. This is what you're attracting. This is the outcome you're hoping for. This is, and including this is the, the best. So this indicates like a patriarchal attitude, you know, versus a queen, which would be a different type of attitude. So very masculine. Um, aggressive, and when I say masculine and aggressive, I'm talking about metaphysics. In metaphysics, um, we look at personality types, and not every woman is a stereotypical, you know, cartoon cutout of what a woman should be. You can have a very masculine attitude or a feminine attitude. Despite your gender or despite your demeanor, you might be taking a masculine approach to this. Again, masculine metaphysically speaking, like um, positive, aggressive uh, versus seductive or reactive. Not, you know, saying that you, what is it, uh, the Godfather? You can act like a man. You know, that's that's more you know, sexist. So when a king shows up in a spread, if it's showing an attitude that you have. Um, let me give an example. Um, let's say your client is getting fired uh, or is going to get fired or your client's husband is getting fired. Well, no, let's make it, let's make it the wife. So your client is male and he's asking about his spouse, his wife, and she's getting fired and a king shows up and then it really throws you because you're like, no, it's supposed to be the man. And so she's thinking about the man and, mm. and it's like, no, because that's not what we asked. You know, we can't twist the meaning to fit some reality that we want when the reality is we asked the question in this particular case, uh, male client walks in. Tell me about what's going on. My wife is getting fired. How is she going to handle this? How is she handling psychologically? Whatever, blah, 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 blah. So the king comes out. Now, of course, we wanted a pip card because it's nice and easy. We can say, oh, you know, three of coins or seven of swords or six of swords. I'm out of here. But instead, we get a king representing her attitude. You know, how she mentally is handling this. Well... She's being aggressive about it because it's, you know, a patriarchal uh, point of view. Does that make sense so far? Yes. Then we have to look at what kind of king. Um, well, you know, she's being very uh, king of sorts. She's very, being very stoic, very, very logical. Uh, as a matter of fact, let me turn it over to you. So, situation. Uh, man walks in, how's my wife, blah, blah, blah. Um, how is she handling it psychologically? And the King of Cups shows up. Now, where would you place that? What What do you mean, where would I place it? Psychologically. Where is she? Oh, okay. Psychological so, scale. How's she, how's she doing this? How's she holding up? Sorry, I'm, I'm thinking while we're doing all of this as well, because my mind starts wearing. Okay, so while you've been talking, I've basically started lesson in retraining my brain number one so just because a king comes up when it's a female-based question we can still be talking about a woman not a man so i've taken gender out of my head it's an well attitude. you're not you know it's not like you're automatically 
oh, she's thinking about a man. No, no, no. I didn't mean like that. But you right. know, when, but I've been listening to you talk, and when we do, when we're doing this, particularly with the court cards, because I said to you, I have so many sticking points. While we're talking, I'm realizing the mistakes I've been making. So if I unpick them, I can then retrain my brain the right way. So rather than immediately jumping to King is male. King is masculine is very different. So to go back to your original question, if the King of Cups comes up, um, I'd be saying to my male client, he doesn't really need to worry about his wife too much because, you know, she's happy go lucky. And I think her attitude is very definitely going to be OK. There's something new on the horizon, you know, onwards and upwards. Things happen for a reason. Not going to let it get me down. That kind of attitude. Right. So let's take a look at that. If we were looking at how you would describe that type of attitude, well, of course, you could pick one of the trump cards or the uh, or the um, pimp cards, but limiting it to the personality traits of the court cards, the happy-go-lucky, or maybe not even happy-go-lucky, but just like uh, put a smile on your face and let's you know let's look at the positive side. Well, that yeah. would be a very cups card, upright, uh, of course. And then if we're talking about someone who's really take charge, get out there and, and you know, never let them see you sweat kind of thing, then, you know, that's that's more of a masculine thing. Yeah. So that just fits right into the, the king of cups. So let's same thing, uh, but let's flip the king of cups upside down. So it's still emotional and it's still aggressive. Or how is she handling it now? Less well. I think um, I'd be telling him to brace himself for some kind of emotional outburst. Um, however, that is going to um, manifest itself in her behaviour. But she's not going to be walking through the door happy. So right, there like is going the to be a reaction. Yeah. And it would yes. be, be a very aggressive, you know, king, masculine, aggressive, negative, emotional reaction yes sorry want his head on the plate <laughs> um okay king of swords so again um same scenario this is just an you know instance of a psychological attitude of a person in an environment um so the king of swords comes up and we know and how do we know this? Because we, we've gone through and we've asked a specific question. We haven't just gone, la, 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 shuffle. Oh, look, I got the King of Swords. What could it possibly mean? We've asked how, you know, so again, the important thing with the tarot is you got to know what you're asking about. Because the gods use the cards as intellectual stimulus to make your brain go, ah, that card makes me think tra-la-la. That's, that's the whole point of the tarot, by the way, everybody. You don't even have to go to school. This card makes you think tra-la-la. Now, the reason why I'm school is to make sure that you get to that point. So what's the tra-la-la part in this equation with the King of Swords upright? Um, I think representing his wife losing her job I think um she's going to be very stoic about it all um I think she's going to already have processed um mentally what her next step's going to be she's kind of a step ahead of the game thinking it through so I don't think it would have come as a surprise to her 
because you know the king of swords is very intellectual and very in control in that respect um i don't think she's he doesn't strike me as particularly talkative in this picture it's very um British with the stiff upper lip, don't <laughs> show our emotions. Um, very English thing to do, you know, stiff upper lip. We don't talk about things. We don't show emotions. We're British. What, what, you know, that kind of thing. So I think it's very much this kind of stoic, shut down, rational, logical approach to it all. Great. Now, if we, in this seeming scenario, if we look at the reversed King of Swords as the antithesis or the lack of all of that, now now how does that change the outcome? Right, not going to lie. Slight issues on top of issues with the swords, but I think the reverse of that, so at its most basic, not being stoic, not having the stiff upper lip and not mentally processing it all, I think he's going to be hit with a barrage of words that aren't going to be particularly controlled. Um, the opposite of the stiff upper lip is saying everything you wouldn't normally say because that's not what we do in polite society. So that's the opposite. But being the king of swords and going with the kind of the um, intellectual and the spoken word side of things, I think rather than being met with this logical controlled response it's going to be the complete opposite and it's just this jumble of words a bit like what i'm doing now i'm having a so a sense of confusion yes or or, yes or maybe even just shock or brain fog yeah because because often i I can easily imagine you go to work tra la la you know hi ho hi ho and all that happy stuff and uh and and you you sit down at your desk there's a little little pink paper and you're like oh look a little pink paper it's like no it's not a pink paper it's a pink slip it's like here's a box put your stuff in it and mm. get out like, literally the shock like i've been here 17 years is there any type of pension i do i get a paycheck i mean is there a reason why i you know just just i could see total brain lock as, as an option. Yes. No, 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 no. I like that you said that because I think I'd just gone very basic and I'd gone from reserved and not saying very much. So the opposite of that would be saying an awful lot. But I really like the fact if you if it's if I'm looking at it a slightly different way, which is being in control of your thoughts. The flip of that is not being in control. And as you say, almost just kind of complete numbness and not knowing what to think. So I do well, like the absence that. of logic. Yeah. And and again, my concern is to help you and anybody who can stomach their way through any one of my lectures is to, to give you guys alternatives to help break the shell of pattern thinking. Because we only have 78 cards and we have, oh, thousands of things could happen to us on any given day. Um, I mean, like, I could go a little money in the bank. I could conceivably catch a plane to uh, Mexico. And, um, I'm not saying I should. Right? And what, what would I do then? I, I, well, see, there you get <laughs> what happens next. And that's where this one possible thing, where, you know, again, I could go to the airport and get on a plane. Well, all the different 
places I could go, or I could go for a drive, or I could go for a drive and get hit, or I could get hit by a millionaire who's like, I'm going to sue you, or, oh, it's my fault, here, have all this money. I, I mean, when we get into this happens, and then this happens as a result, and then this happens, the number of things that could happen to us on any given day grows exponentially, and we can't just have 78 cards like, oh, well, this is going to happen. And we can't just go, well, you can have a good day. We're going to have a challenging day. I, a challenging day? I paid $50 for, for that question? Screw you, you know? So this is why we need uh, training, but more importantly, this is why we need our minds open to receive the exact wording and phraseology from the ether, the divine, from the big man in the sky, the angry guy on a throne. Um, speaking of which, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Dusty's Curious About British History. So we're going to take a moment. Okay. This is, this is uh, by the way, everybody, this podcast is made in America. So uh, Becky is not to be held responsible for me asking this. No pressure. <laughs> I kind of like in the queen. I mean, I mean, honestly, she's holding out. I'm like, give her another 20 years. But yeah. uh, Charles or no Charles at this point? I mean, is he just in the shoot or is is he kind of past his prime and it's time to uh, move on to a new generation? Or I mean, if there is a succession, if, if the queen doesn't live forever. Yeah. Is it really going to go to Chuck? I can call. I think I think there would be a huge surprise if he was. Um, I mean, everybody talks about um, William as the kind of king he's going to be and the kind of man that he is. And the same conversations don't really seem to happen with poor Charles. And, you know, it would have to go to him. But I think the country would almost be shocked I think they've forgotten that that's where he comes in the succession and again my disclaimer I cannot speak for the entire British nation and there may be people that oh sure you can you're, you're, a local, you're a token Brit yeah um <laughs> but I I think Pete I think it it would almost be a surprise and I think people are looking at William being our next king um but kind of forgetting that we'll have a King Charles as well. I mean, William could step on the throne tomorrow and do an incredible job. Charles, bless him. I think there's so many, so much negativity around him. Bless him for a lot of different reasons. I think we kind of so he's kind of like his... he's kind of like your version of Professor Snape, misunderstood, possibly slightly less evil, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> But yes. By the way, did I mention uh, attention Canadian Mounties or whoever you have over there? Um, I will be coming to London next year, so have your handcuffs ready. <laughs> what is it? Do you guys still still do the stocks? <laughs> oh, that was my maiden name. So my ancestors built stocks. So brace yourself; it's in my blood. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Well, let's see who I can piss off next. So. With the kings, um, okay, king of coins, uh, you know, again, smug bastard, arrogant bastard. Now, just real quick, and we'll move on to another example, but 
speaking of, okay, a king shows up as an attitude or personality type. Well, let's say it's an attitude, regardless of the personality type, because we can have a personality type, but in this particular circumstance, our attitude is, you know, diametrically opposed or in line with our personality type. But so question to hand, blah, blah, blah. How's she handling it? We're talking about a female. And if the king of coins came up, I'm just going to hijack this conversation and say, mm-hmm. smug, arrogant. She's like, oh, but, but what if it came up reversed? Because now we got a double whammy because we got to do a podcast on reversed. But we have a reversed card and a king going, oh, why couldn't I just get in you know, three of coins or something? So what would you think? Okay, well, following on with what we were saying, so um, if it's the way that his wife's going to be, I mean, the reverse of the king of... If the king of pentacles is um, upright, is all to do with security and that smugness that the security's bought him, um, I think his wife literally is going to be reacting like the rug's been pulled from under her feet because if she's got her security from her finances and what she has, you take that away from her and her world crumbles. I like that. Of course, I also like the odd notion of Charles as the (laughs) prime minister. Wouldn't that be a hoot? And because everybody's going to have a job, right? And then William being the king. It's like, hey, look, Britain's got a king. How long has it been? It's been like almost 100 years, right? Um... Edward. Yeah, Edward abdicated. Queen became queen in the fifties. So we've we've had a queen for sixty odd years. And Andrew's out of the running, right? Oh, sparing an heir, not going to happen <laughs> at all. <laughs> no, he's way way down the line. And now William started having children. They're so far removed. They can just enjoy being royal, but without any of the uh, responsibility, really. They call him, the, our press call him Air Miles Andy, because he, he has lots of trips, very expensive trips at the taxpayer's expense. So he's Air Miles Andy in nice. our tabloids. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, there's, there's another uh, uh, possibility. So let's see. Oh, that would be a very, um, well, I would say, oh, see, he can't be the king. So that would be like a knight of swords. See, he's zipping around and he's royalty, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have to have the, what is it, heavy as heavy as the head that wears crown? Oh, not me, I'm Air Miles Andy. It's like, yeah. hey, that's not a bad gig. Well, you know, you got to be born into it, I suppose, but still, I suppose it could be worse. It could be raining. All right, so other examples. Let's talk about, uh, you mentioned circumstance or environment. So, tra-la-la, we're giving a reading, and a king shows up, uh, and it's literally describing a circumstance or environment. Okay, well, what's the circumstance or the environment I'm walking into? King. And you stare at it, go, it's a court card, it's a guy. You're you're walking, and you you walk straight into this guy, and you go, oh, sorry, Prince Charles, I was just joking, you know, flap, flap, flap into the jaws, and there's nothing. Um, No, it's it's like, this this has to describe something. Well, now, at this point, now we have to realize that 
every court card, and especially the kings and queens and royal cards and whatnot, are in essence anthropomorphications of energy. We are taking um, we're taking an event or a circumstance, and we're putting a human face on it in order to understand it. We're kind of attach a personality to it. Um, mm-hmm. So. Now, my opening salvo would be if you're in the middle of a spread and you've done all your pre-spread work, you've done your spread verification. In other words, you, you've done the work and you know this is a good spread. It's just this one card is a sticking point. King showing up. Um, in this case, if the king specifically indicates a circumstance or environment, this would indicate a uh, like a patri- patriarchal attitude. Um, let me be more specific, like a guy event, or um, or the good good old boys. I, I I'm sure they have that term there, but but the whole thing about a good old boys club uh, is is um, at least in these parts, it's like oh yeah yeah yeah. You, no, it's um, London's famous. They still exist for their gentlemen's clubs. And yeah. there's, a, there's a strict no, so you know it's the stereotypical men in smoking jackets with pipes, no women allowed, now, and it funny, is these it gentlemen's says no, clubs. It says no women, but you know what it also says? No fucking peasants. No, no. Um, oh, you guys invented that punk rock stuff? No, none yeah. of that. <laughs> we, we don't. We don't have any Johnny Rotten or Sid Vicious running around. <laughs> You see, me being a woman with a couple of tattoos wants to go into those places just to hit them with a double whammy. <laughs> yeah. No, so so that's where the I, I'm thinking that the uh, the king would show up, showing again. We're going back to the the nature of the card being the you know uh, authoritarian, the the uh, adult male, the blah blah blah. So the general nature of the king as an allegory is that this is a, a patriarchal versus a matriarchal. So this is a, either an aggressive environment, an, an aggressive environment, or a, or a, um, a strict environment. Um, okay, it, so yeah. just because I'm thinking, just as a class, nudge me if I'm on completely wrong path, but because I've never really thought of them as an environment so something like the king of swords would be i don't know the headmaster's study or a courtroom or so kind of a controlled that kind is it that kind of thing is that the way you'd think about it yeah like a library um or Uh, okay you said headmaster i think vice principal yes um yeah it's kind of um or an or an army barracks you know everything's everything's lined up properly and in order and there's no wrinkles on any of the bunks and it's not yes. it's not a bed it's a bunk in your footlocker and so you know, it would yes. be it it could be a stately home very very uh, controlled think very controlled and orderly yeah okay because i'm jumping here with stately homes like over here because there's all these kind of old houses you can go and visit stately homes but all the paintings and the furniture's roped off and you have to stand at a certain distance oh, yes. and so then something like the king of pentacles you could say would be i don't know a business tower or a supermarket or something it's is that the way you'd kind of go with them well, so you're taking the, the character yeah you could 
again, Sorry, your intuition, that's okay. Your intuition will tell you. But again, the problem with the Kings is it's kind of fork in the road. It's either our intuition is telling us to look at the image. Mm-hmm. And and in a sense, the king of coins is very like smug and 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 well to do, but but also controlling. And uh, on the other hand, if we accept, or well, I should say, if we accept, if the if our intuition is pointing us more towards the accepted uh, elemental association, because remember, tarot was invented as a game, literally. And so we've added meanings to the cards. Everything about Sarah is just something we've added. But it, it, but we've been doing it so long, it's like, hey, we've actually figured out how to make it work. That's the, the real story about the tarot is, is less metaphysical Egyptian secrets than it is human ingenuity to make something actually work. You go, what? This actually works. Which is why very wealthy uh, clients pay to have extremely skilled not your man off the street or woman off the street uh reader who's read a book on it copious amounts of money um for accurate reliable prescient information that can be added to known facts and figures and and, uh, to make better plans so if in that sense blah 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 he says you know after running this conversation in the ground if we look at it elementally then we kind of put a little blurry fog over the image psychologically and we think it's still patriarchal but now it's very earthy well what is earthy down to earth practical pragmatic um not again going back to british um not real flighty not uh um, not overly emotional um so it's uh, it could be a very calm environment but but a mm-hmm. calm environment that's enforced, you know, whereas like the queen would be much more nurturing. Well, it's not it's not nurturing. It's uh, it's almost dictatorial. You know, we will have order and and regimen, but regimen with a purpose. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. So when the king shows up to help you get to the point. Uh, by hook or by crook, so in other words, by by the card face or by the accepted um, elemental association, you know, earth, fire, air, water, um, allow your intuition to guide you towards the path of understanding first the general feeling. Okay, masculine, aggressive, positive energy, positive being, um, uh, again, outgoing, uh, there's another there's another uh, uh possibility uh losing my words here i apologize to everybody uh, i should have attended 15 more years of school than i did uh, mm. i'd still be in school she's kind of cool because then i could uh, not have to worry about paying off loans or anything nonetheless um the the aggressive psychologically masculine and then in this case, the king of coins is very earthy, and that kind of creates a cloud, kind of like an odor. An odor definitely affects us. An odor, of course, I was thinking of very foul odors, but a very foul odor immediately changes our attitude and starts us on a hunt for the source of that odor. On the other hand, a very pleasant odor, like, um, like a good meal, um, puts us in a pleasant mood. We may not be in a, in a 
hunt for the location of it, but we want to identify what that odor is. It's like, is that lamb or is that beef? Um, now, with veal. So that's in a psychological or psychic way, because it really blends together. That's the thing. Um, that starts us down the road to the exact answer. The way that our intuition works when it works successfully is we have to have an invitation before we can show up to the party, or we have to have our mind put in the right state before our muse can speak to us directly. I'm using a lot of words. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I'm only going quiet because I'm thinking and I've got lots of light bulbs going. So, yes, it does. Okay. So, just in case I haven't run this into the ground, um, very rarely by, you know, you do enough readings, you do the statistics, you go, you know, it is kind of rare. Very rarely you look at a card, bam, the exact words, answers, is specifically exactly what you need to know, vomits right out of your mouth. Almost Always, you'll look at it, you'll either have resistance or you won't. That's, you know, that's gate number one. It could be open or closed, but you got to get through that gate. And then the next thing is the card will start to put your mind in the right state. Now, this is why we have all those exercises from the advanced uh, tarot secrets and the easiest way to learn tarot ever. And that's why we have a whole tarot academy. Is I don't want you walking off the street reading for the queen and embarrassing me or embarrassing yourself and having off with your head. If these, you know, they still do that. <laughs> I'm going to make a new rule and be off with your head. And it applies only to you. I think, oh, no. Uh, so I want you to go in and avoid that fate. You know, no red queen hassles. And don't feel pressure to flip over the cards and immediately know exactly what everything is. You need to sit there and sometimes, and often more than others, and uh, you'll need to absorb it, and you'll, it, it kind of changes your brain chemistry at the moment to put you in a more receptive mode, kind of your little psychic antenna, kind of like you're an ant. Little feelers are out there, and this is not something you consciously control. You can consciously influence it. That's that's hence the whole point of divination. But it's not like you're in control of what you're going to find. Since that's the problem. This goes back to the uh, scenario of the fool and the yappy dog, where I say, you know, the, the the essence, the secret of divination is in the card, the fool and the yappy dog, at least as it's portrayed in the Wait Smith edition of the, you know, the, the ones you guys did over there. Yeah. No nine. Yeah, wait, wait. Golf clap for a job well done. So. Uh, we want the yappy dog or our conscious mind to kind of get smaller and smaller. And we need to literally have the stones to step off a cliff and just go, I'm closing my eyes and I'm allowing my intuition to just go and words come out. Now, we're not just saying, OK, I'm going to say whatever comes out of my mouth without any training. I'm going to, you know, whether it's in whether it's imagination or intuition, or, oh, look, I saw a squirrel. A squirrel! That's my prediction is a squirrel. We're not, we're, <laughs> not, we're not fucking hippies. You know, we're not new age dope smoking, new age dope smoking hippies. Um, we're highly trained dope smoking professionals. <laughs> <laughs> we, our thing is, we are allowing 
like a scientist, we, we, we studied the mass and the numbers and everything to the point where we can look at it and understand it organically and allow gods or the divine singularity of deity to speak through us in our tiny little brain and give us just the part of the answer or the information that we can process because there's always more than we can process but all we need to do is, is move through that so going specifically back to the king um and let's say the king of wants just so we can you know try a different king we know we know for example fire passionate uh ambition aggression i'm probably the most masculine of all the kings you know because he's like boy in in the stereotypical you know manly man fireman yeah out of my way i'm gonna go be a hero today what's your job i'm gonna be a hero why because it's what i do really yeah and i get out of my i, I somewhere there's a damsel needs saving and then i'm gonna go pound a, a burger and or whatever it is fish and chips and then i'm gonna go masculine mice and my way through life some more and beat up bad guys can I mean literally that's the essence of this mentality so we allow that to wash over us while going back to the question that we asked because it always has to relate to the question we asked otherwise it's no good and at that point clarity comes in there is no making stuff up but if you don't get the answer right away you have to allow yourself to uh, just absorb yourself into that card this is especially true with the court cards because in my humble opinion, never having served under a king or a queen, the king or queen needs to do something rather than sit on a throne. I think that's like part of the job description, but not the entirety of it. I can imagine that your butt would tend to get sore if you were literally like the kings and queens in the tarot, where that's all you ever did. Um, you got to make executive decisions. You've got to go out and lead the troops. You've got to lead by example. You have to, you know, survey problems and go, well, as the king, I decide this, or I will talk to my advisors and I will take responsibility and we'll go this way. They know, I would like to see our kings in the tarot. Whatever we do the tarot, let's have our kings doing something. Not All you have to do is write king at the bottom of the card, and I'll know he's a king. I don't need to see a throne. Like, oh, he's got a he's got a crown. Must be king. <laughs> How do you know he's king? Well, got shit all over him. Mm. You know, um, Monty Python again. See, I slipped it in. I'm so clever. Uh, does any of this make sense? Yes, hundred percent. Only going quiet because my mind's going ding. So yes, it does. Okay, so let's let's try to move on and wrap this up with. Uh, and again, any questions you have, we'll stay here as long as you want. But I want to uh, bring up one point here about how uh, kings as events. Because again, we have uh, it's really easy to go, uh, what's my father think of this? Boom, well, it's the king of swords. Okay, well, we have what my father think about this. They have the king of swords. But, you know, that's just fantasy land. Um one in every 10,000 readings, the cards will just sync up so perfectly like that. Um, but in 78 cards, we have kings as events, as attitudes, as circumstances, environments, um, people. So if a king shows up as an event, you know, here's an event that's going to happen, and it's a king. Of course, the first thing is like, 
to hell. You know? Now we go back to um, this is an allegory or um, that word I used, anthropomorphication. It's, a, it's assigning personality traits to an event. Mm-hmm. So King doesn't say specifically this event is going to happen like, I don't know, the seven of cups. You know, ah, you've got decisions to make. Well, that's easy. You know, you got a guy going, oh, my God, look at all this stuff. Well, you have choices. You're going to have to make a decision. You're going to have to sacrifice six to get one. But it's going to be a good one because you get to choose. You know, or if it's reversed, well, you're not going to get a choice. Here's what you get. Move along. There's other people in line. That's easy, but now we had a king, right? Oh, well, you're, there's going to be a king with what's it going to be a coronation? Which you know, again, I suppose that could be that. Um, so it's harder to interpret the king as an event than a circumstance or an attitude or an event or or an environment. Sorry, getting my e words mixed up. But that doesn't mean it's impossible, and this is why I keep ranting about doing your pre-spread work and. Uh, your pre-spread mental walkthrough and verifying your spread. This is so important because you don't want to be just trying to make sense of random cards. If you can't verify your spread, you could be literally having random cards. And there's nothing worse than trying to assign meaning to a random card that has no bearing on anything you're asking about. But you think, because of the way you've been trained or some books that you've read, that the cards automatically come out magically like fatalism or predeterminism well the card came out then we must go with it that's big line of horseshit i've ever heard and yet it's right there in front of us in so many books just makes me want to line them up like the three stooges all the authors who wrote that and smack them all at once <laughs> um, because violence is the solution to everything right that's what i've learned by watching action, uh-huh. um, action movies you know we need more bullets so it's the funny thing, though, is that in American movies, um, the more bullets you have and fire, the less people actually get hit. Yep. <laughs> Seems an incredible waste. It's like, wouldn't war be like the least economical choice of all? Let's see. We're going to shoot a lot. We're going to spend a lot of money to get these bullets, to transfer these bullets, to load these bullets, to train people how to shoot these bullets. And in the end, Nothing's really going to happen except we get a lot of noise and explosions. But one of my favourite programmes as a kid was the A-Team. Me and my sister used to watch it. It was absolutely <laughs> brilliant with these spectacular explosions and homemade bombs and grenades and everything else. And the standing joke was it didn't matter what they blew up or how big the explosion was, you'd almost you'd always see the baddies getting up and running away afterwards. There was yes. no kind of – there was nobody who didn't make it or poor Jim got caught in the crossfire – Nobody ever got hurt. Oh yeah, very night of swords reversed. Yeah, run away. <laughs> yeah, it, it, oh my God, Mister T is still a cult figure out here, and even yeah. even non-related characters, uh, you'll often see the whole Mister T haircut and go, yeah, you're just taking off of that. And I think I saw him on like. Um, well, he's done a talk. He's oh, yeah. done a talk with the um, wrestling because my oldest watches the uh, WWE, and he was there doing this whole talk. 
talk about quite impassioned actually about his mum bringing him up he um hosts one of these kind of i don't know what you your equivalent is you know people send in these stupid home videos and they'll oh, yeah. pay money for it yeah. and then he does um the, I don't know if it's an American program, but he does like the world's craziest fools, and he has these kind of home <laughs> videos for people. That, yeah, so he's he's still very big here. Part of my childhood has now become part of my kids' childhood through the medium of Mr. T. God bless him. <laughs> see, I would see Mr. T as like a king of coins, a really good king of coins. We got the smug, the arrogance, uh, the kind of the earthiness. Because uh, he just his personality always seemed kind of like the thing in the Fantastic Four, just yeah. kind of like you know down to earth, not you know very practical. I mean, but, he could make he could make a weapon out of a ball of cotton wool and a pen. Had no so it's that very no practical. patience for crazy talk, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was a crazy guy. I didn't like to fly, so we very anti-air and metaphysically, earth and air are antithetical. They're well, literally solid matter versus ethereal. Blah 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 blah. Vacuous. Blah blah blah. So yeah, I think in so many ways, uh, if they ever did a celebrity tarot, I think Mr. T would be the coolest. Uh, oh, and all that gold jewelry. Uh, I think he'd yeah. be the coolest king of uh, uh, king of coins. Um, and if we believed Eden Gray, that would be um, you know a dark, dark complexion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not to uh, see, I didn't like the racism inherent in that um, with the whole Eden Gray thing. And I'm not saying she's racist. I'm just saying that the the way that uh, they we talked about that earlier, just briefly about uh, the way it's the old old boys. Yeah, wrote that, but but nonetheless, it, it's just well, it really fits. All right, so enough patting myself on the back. So if King comes up and it's a bend. This is a hard one. You have to sit down. You have to go through numbers and go. Okay, all the spreads, um, all the spread is accurate. What you do is you say, I'm taking this back to the basics. I asked this particular question about this particular event so we know and this is the beauty of a large spread such as the celtic cross or the roundabout or any of these other large spreads um where you have fixed card position meanings if you don't know what that means it's an advanced tarot secrets it's really really simple you totally love it but rather than a frame form or a blob spread like uh, it could be anything it's three card spread um this is the beauty of large spreads is they help you along we know that whatever card shows up in a card position is going to answer a specific way and it's only going to answer that part of the question that it relates to in the card position and only that question that you asked and only that question you asked based on what you asked about. So of all these possible meanings that cards can have, we're just scrapping 99% of all possible meanings because it's very focused. Like, what were you doing at Saturday, uh, last Saturday at 7 p.m.? Not what you do over the weekend. It's 7 p.m., not 7.05, not 7.03, 6.58. That's really simple. Well, yeah, I either was doing something or I was not. So in this particular case, uh, we know going into it, whatever card shows up is going to tell us this event based on um well give me a quick scenario Let, let's just try to run it through because it's too much too much theory and people just tune out yeah this this is what i was going to say can can we just um 
kind of come up with a specific example. So say for the sake of argument, I've come to you and I have got a, I don't know, big party coming up this weekend. And, you know, I've got various questions about the party and a king comes up. Ah, Okay. Step back. You see what you did? You you went definitely with the party, and then you went blah, 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 king. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. The tarot doesn't work like that. You have a party coming up. You've got various questions. What is your right, okay. question specifically that we are going to ask about? Okay. All right. So let's approach this the way I would do rather than a general one. Okay. I have come to you. Um, Dusty, I have got a big party coming up this weekend. Check. Um, and there is the opportunity. I've been told by a friend of mine that there's the opportunity for me to do some networking. Um, and will the queen be there? <laughs> I doubt it very much. Okay. Um, and I just, so it's I not going to be fancy dress up party. Not a fancy dress-up party. Okay. Um, I by need the to way, know what I can expect. Yes, by the way, I want to interrupt and say, mm-hmm. this is how you give a good reading. Client walks in and says, hey, I'm having a party. Ask them questions. Too many readers are afraid to ask questions. They go, oh, no, I couldn't possibly do that. That's true, because I could come in and say to you, I'm going to a party, and you could say, oh, right, typical woman, not to generalise, she wants to know she's going to meet the lover of her life at the party. That's not what I want to ask you. I want to ask you that there's a networking opportunity. What can I expect when I get there? I want to go in as well-armed as I can be. Help me. And this is something I remember just to sort of deviate slightly that when we first started doing podcasts, it was I think we did one on the importance of kind of phrasing the question properly, but also nailing down what it is your client actually wants to know. And having gone, I'm going to a party, I could have a billion questions. Yeah, none of us are mind readers. And the worst thing in the world is when you're giving a reading, you're like, I'm on fire, I'm on fire. And your client goes, that's not what I was asking about. Like, what? No, you said you'd do a party. And they're like, yes, I wanted to know, blah, blah, blah. Like, well, well, you didn't say that. Well, you didn't ask. Well, we, this is so underrated and and so not talked about. I was horrible grammar. I just my wrist slapped by a nun with a ruler, but she asked me a Catholic one in the British convent of Sir Lancelot, uh, the great and holy uh, and she has to be wearing something scandalous so uh, and, sorry are we on air so <laughs> the, the point being is uh, aside from my weird British perversions is that um, none of us are mind readers I, look I've met a, I've worked with the world's best psychics not all of them but a good number of uh, some of the people at the top of their game and extrapolating out, percentage-wise, oh, I'd say 0% of them were mind readers. We're really good at what we did in different ways. But we couldn't just go, oh, don't tell me anything. I w- Watch me 
stun you with I know everything. I will give you the numbers that will win the lottery and I will tell you things about yourself and your future that will stun and amaze you and everything I say is like honey dripping down my lips. We need uh, parameters and this is so important and, and not only does this help us understand you know, how to, how to uh, interpret a king, but how just not to be a total schmuck when it comes to reading. Somebody comes in and says, you know, like you said, I'm going to a party. Okay, I got that. Now, if I'm not clear, if you say, I want to, you know, there's networking opportunities and I want to know how I'm going to fare. If I feel a bond with you and I feel really lucid, I might just go with that. On the other hand, I've still got to shuffle. I've got to warm up the cards. I've got to allow the cards to get the, bless you, the cards in the proper order. And I don't need all the cards in the proper order. Let's say I'm going to do a Celtic Cross. I only need the top 10 cards to be in order. So while I'm getting those cards in order, I'm going to make small talk. But it's not just like, oh, hi, how's the neighbors? How's the queen? How's the how's the, the boat? Yeah, oh, whatever. Oh, that poor queen. Just go right, right to that. It's like, um, you know, um, uh, how's the beaches and the temperature out there? I'm I'm going to be asking specifically about the question at hand because I want to immerse myself in your world. I want to immerse myself in your understanding so that I get a better feel of exactly what it is you're trying to get. I want to give you the answer that's right for you. I don't want to tell you what you want to hear. I want to tell you the right thing for you to hear slight variation there but the important distinction is I want to be of service to you I don't want to give you something generic and I want to be able to tie it to what's going on so you're going to a party all right so while I'm shuffling hey why don't you tell me a little bit about this party I don't need to know everything just like okay it's gonna be over at a hotel it's a business employee thing it's I'm working on this and that now I'm getting a better understanding. If anybody disagrees or doesn't understand, I command you to have a teenage daughter. And then I want you to have her boyfriends show up in a car. They honk the horn and she says, bye, I'm going away for the weekend. <laughs> and I forbid you from finding anything about where she's going, what she's doing, Tell me about this guy. I mean, just common sense is not only no, but hell no, you know. Um, so in that sense, let's take the same gravity when we're reading. Let's find out a little bit about what our client is trying to impart to us. And we will have clients. And again, I love the word client. It could be friend, neighbor, family, whatever. But I want you to treat all your readings as if somebody is paying you 100 200 an hour or more depending on if you're a superstar or whatever fine that's great um but that they're paying you an outrageous sum based on your personal expectation and you are going to live up to that you're going to over deliver well in order to do that you have to treat them with respect with courtesy and you want them to as well and we will have clients or people you know your mom and dad well I'm just humoring you, so I'll just make something up. No, don't make something up. Ask me a question. Or, well, you know everything you need to know, so just tell me anything. You will have clients that don't want to tell you stuff, or they want you to guess, or they're afraid that you're going to see things that uh, they don't want you to see. 
again, you're going to read for these things called people, and people come with personalities, fears, phobias, and all kinds of gobbledygook inside their head. And so each individual that you read for is going to have certain traits. Some will be easy to read for, some will be hard to read for. That's fine, but this is where the casual conversation that is uh, dealing specifically with or directed at the question at hand will bridge bridge the gap between you, make a kind of psychological bridge, uh, and as well as build a very light psychic bond so that you, the energy can flow better. Um, I want you guys to give the best possible readings. That's the whole reason why we're doing this. I want you to get results, I want you to stun people, and I want you to show them that, yes, some of us are actually really good at what we do, and that's why we take so much time doing this seriously. Uh, so all that happened, and then Becky walks in and says, blah, 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 going to a party, uh, and uh, want to know what the networking opportunities are. Refresh my understanding of your question rather than me butchering your statement, please, Becky. Okay, um, I've I'm going to a party this weekend. Um, I've been told by a friend it's a really brilliant networking opportunity because um, I've just set up a new business, and I want to know um, what I can expect from this event because I want to go in as best prepared as I can. Okay, so the King of Cups shows up for example. So the king shows up, we're going to start off with the king of cups. So the emphasis is this is going to be a very structured, almost formal affair. Uh, it's going to be very masculine in the sense of um, very proactive, very business-oriented, um, very um, placed to a lot of uh, a lot of polite aggression, uh, a lot of, um, you know, not so much alpha personalities, but alpha alpha behavior. You're, the whole environment is going to be very, again, so that's what I'm getting from the king. It's going to be, you're going to have to get out there and, you know, make yourself known. Standing, uh, mingling or waiting around is not going to do it. You're going to have to pick your targets. And, oh, I'm going to talk to that person or I'm going to do this. But the overall feel, you know, now that we've had that as a base, what kind of king? Well, the king of cups. Uh, it's going to be very jovial. It's going to be people need to feel like they can emotionally connect with you. You aren't going to be judged so much by your, at least at this event, it's not going to be about the quality of your resume or the, t the statistics or um, you know, how much you uh, your personal wealth. This is really, any, uh, in order to win or, or come out the best, you've got to go out and make friends. You've got to just focus on make pe making people feel good around you. And that's going to be the way that you stick in their environment, in, in their head. So what I've done is I've taken the environment, and I, my understanding of the environment, and I've translated that into advice on how you should work the room. Does that make sense? It's genius. 
It, yes, it is though. I honestly, I hadn't. I, yeah, again, yes, it does make perfect sense. Perfect, perfect sense. And I can see now. I think it's the first time I've actually sort of looked at a king and seen without having the brain freeze how it would apply to an event like that and that would be absolute perfect but you know if if the question I'd asked you was a real question I'd know exactly the way I was going to approach it when I went to that party at the weekend well thank you and I want to give you all a secret on how I did that um opened mouth and trusted intuition again fortunately I've been studying this garbage for say it's about 40 years I did start early uh, not that early but I've been studying this for 40 years and made a lot of mistakes and had to you know ups and downs and practice and read so many books and talk to hundreds and hundreds of some of the best psychics in the world I would go pick their brain because I you know, it was like what am I doing here oh I better study and learn and uh so I got a lot of different opinions. And then, of course, I've read for tens of thousands of people. And um, what I've learned and what I'm trying to impart here is it's no different than um, than Shakespeare. Shakespeare, uh, uh, yeah, a, a Brit, so I'm, so I'm told. Um, he went to whatever you call grammar school. He learned, I, I mean, there was a point where he had to learn his ABCs, his these and thous and therefores and thys and dynots and, and, and whatnots. Um, he didn't pop out of the womb going, Alas, poor York, I knew him well. That's about uh, the C type Smith. I'm never going to be allowed into uh, your country with that kind mm. of recitation. It's like you're butchering the language. <laughs> Poofy gone. Why don't you go to France? <laughs> so, um, the essence is he had to go through his equivalent, his tarot training. And so when he wrote, it came through his head. You know, it, it, it literally like flowed through him. It's not that there wasn't work. I'm sure he's had his good days and his bad days. But he didn't have to think, oh, what does die mean versus dine? Should I use thy or thou? Um, he could he could free up his mind to see the structure and form and texture of the play and what he wanted to evoke and how he wanted scenes to play out. He didn't have to think about the mechanics of the words. By contrast, that's exactly what most of us are doing. Oh my God, it's a king. What does it mean? It shouldn't be here. That's like Hamlet addressing his uncle in court and saying, you, sir, are a scoundrel. I challenge you to a duel. That, that, that's not supposed to happen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm um, We... We are, we literally, we read cards like Hamlet. <laughs> Our whole world is just turned inside out. We're like, ah, this isn't supposed to happen. <laughs> I had a mommy and a daddy, and my name was uh, Prince. And I had these two friends that hung out with me that I thought I could trust. Mm. This crazy sister. Uh, you know, it was, 
we open the cards, we do a spread, and all of a sudden we're in quantum physics land where there are no rules and nothing makes sense. What? So, yes, all of this relies on the fact that we got to kind of, you know, do the exercises. And to this end, I wrote The Easiest Way to Learn the Tarot Ever and then Advanced Tarot Secrets, a white book, black book. Um, I have a tarot academy. You go to easytarotlessons.com and sign up. It's a fucking dollar. I don't know how much it is in pounds, but it's a dollar. Um, get a whole month of like getting your feet wet. Now, granted, we're just going to be going over the meanings of the cards for the first month because it's a dollar. I'm not going to teach you all my best secrets for a dollar, but I give you a month to just really get a whole feel of what it's like. And if you don't like it, go away. It costs you a dollar. That's it. Hell, if you don't like it, I'll give you back your dollar. Um, but if you stay, it's going to be $10 a week. And if you don't want to, that's fine. Get the damn book. And if you don't want to get the damn book, get some practice, find a teacher. But assuming you've done all this, then at that point, you've got the basics down. Now we can get into our advanced spread techniques, which we've kind of glossed over and kind of hinted at here. Uh, the pre-spread mental walks or the verification of the spread. That way you never, ever give a reading and, and you're totally wrong because you verified the spread before you had to open your mouth and put your... Uh, uh, reputation... that thing. Reputation... Mm-hmm. In other words, reputation in line. So... When we come back to this, as far as the you know the uh, the kings, we're not asking what does a king mean? Oh my God, how can a king possibly come up with this? Now I got to pull a brand new card. Well, we can't because we're reading for an executive. It's like, oh, I have a I have a business meeting here, a networking opportunity. They call it in a party, but wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's not exactly what it is. It's just, they call it that to get people to show up. So, how am I going to do? Well, we've gotten the basics done. We've got it out of the way. What we can do then is we can just breathe and relax. And that's really what makes the true professional. Is when you can just breathe and relax and say, I got this. No matter what, I'm going to be right. I'm going to be wrong. I'm going to look like a a jerk. I'm going to look like a hero. Um, But I am just going to take everything I know, I'm going to use logic when logic is appropriate to help me understand, but the rest of the time I'm going to allow that which is wiser than I am, you know, like the omnipotent overlord, um, some people call him God, to to speak through me, you know, Uh, and I'm just going to move my ego out of the way you know, not my pride, and just, um, we are in control of what comes out of our mouth, but when we are channeling, when we're divining, we are acquiescing, we are allowing information to flow through us, much like an amuse, much like, uh, Shakespeare, that guy, and no different than what they call automatic writing, or, or, um, the, the fancy new age term, the, the scientific new age term, is called stream of consciousness. It's the same thing. So all of the exercises, all of this training is really sharpening our mind so that when we're in the moment, we can do this. Now, the purpose of these podcasts is to remove mental blocks we all have. Because we can be stream of consciousness, and all of a sudden there's a big, big giant boulder blocking yeah. the stream. 
and his name is King Charles. The <laughs> King of Coins. It's people like you will cause trouble. <laughs> okay, save me from this. Um, what would you like to know next, or tell tell me and thus everybody else what works for you, what doesn't, what uh, fill in the gaps, please. Let me know where you're at. Well, I mean, just just looking at the um, king specifics from tonight. Um, you've kind of done what you do very, very well and kind of led me along the path and I'm suddenly looking at things that I haven't seen before and in different ways, which is what I needed to do. So this kind of walkthrough really, really helps. So um, the times that I go quiet are very, very rare in my world. Um, but it's because I'm thinking and I'm suddenly going, don't, of course, yes, makes sense. And of course, what happens is even though it's getting quite late for me, once we're um, done here, I then have to go on and have a proper think and make some notes and, and everything else. So, I mean, as per usual, today has helped massively because I've stopped, I've knocked down that block now where oh my goodness a king comes up it has to be a king and what if it isn't a man and dirt you know I can I've totally flipped that in my head now I am going to request if we can move on to the queens next because <laughs> we might as well work our way through the family while we're on a roll um but no I think it's just thank you this evening because yet again rather than just looking at something head on I've looked at it sideways backwards upside down you know all the ways that I should have been doing it well reality has a way of throwing a curveball at us in a baseball term um reality has a way of uh being rather oblique to uh our chosen path we would like to progress this way and in return the gods kick us right properly in the shins and and out from under us and, and it turns out there was a big boulder coming and it just goes over our heads We're like that was rather fortunate. And now my shins. I, I mean, this yeah. is, you know, assuming we're in the in the zone. So this is what it all comes down to: is we 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 try and we learn, but in in the end, we really are a part of something greater. And this is the whole point of the tarot: is just um, it's just one of the many ways that we can uh, increase our awareness. And have tools that we can operate more synchronistically with the divine so that we can be better better humans and not only accomplish our goals in life, but do so with less effort and hope, uh, again, I say hopefully for the betterment of all humanity, but of course that uh, gets into morals and dogma and whatnot. However, I will say that um, if the position of uh, acting fill-in until uh, the old guy with the beard does come back, um, you know, the big man himself. Um, I should like to, uh, uh, I should like to be invited over to, um, your side of the pond to, uh, be a stand-in for that position. Mm. So, uh, until Merlin shows up, they can, uh, put my name on the door and, uh, I'll keep the seat warm. I'll be a seat warmer. <laughs> so put in a good word for me with, uh, whoever is your next patriarch. Yeah. All right. Thank you, uh, Becky, so much. It's always fun. Um, and you're going to get me in trouble because uh, 
I just just I, I love mouthing off, uh, especially especially with you on the phone. It's just so much more fun. Mm-hmm. Anybody else? Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed this. We'll put it out for the public. And remember, this is just for your education. Uh, use it, take it, uh, throw out anything you don't like. But um, hopefully, we've made this uh, together. We've made this uh, enlightening, inspirational, and uh, somewhat fun. And uh, all right, we'll do this again next week. Thank you for staying up late. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye.